Welcome to the Tub Talk Sports Podcast. I am your host, Donovan Place, and I am joined here by my co-host, as always, Ben and Colin. Boys, it has been a minute, but how are you guys holding up? I'm holding up well. I mean, I'm enjoying the summer. We're, we're, we're getting close to wrapping it up, though, only a couple more weeks left. And then once we get back to school, we're really going to kick it back into high gear. Season two, I think we're, we're, we're going to really officially start season two. We had a fantastic season one. Uh, real growth on the podcast, and we're excited for, for even more in the future. Yup, yup. New school year coming up, football season. Uh, we got college football. I think we're all going to go to some college football games. Uh, that'll be fun. We're finally going to have – we have fans back in, like, every sport now except for the Olympics. What the hell is even wrong with the Olympics? COVID yeah, outbreak. yeah, COVID. There's a lot of COVID protocols. That's is it all COVID? I, I feel like there's, like, a new disease every five minutes now. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. But the main thing is, especially from this week, the NBA Finals. We kind of missed a lot of the playoffs. Um, do you guys even remember most of your playoff predictions? I remember one prediction. I remember, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I think I you picked the Portland Trailblazers to win the finals. Yeah, you know what? I took a shot in the dark. Um, I, I In hindsight, I almost picked Phoenix, and I probably should have because that would have been, you know, the more logical pick. But well, I did say that now. I didn't. Oh, well. But um, I don't think any of us had the Bucks winning at all. I don't even I, know if we had them making the finals. I know for sure. My pick was I said winner of Lakers Suns will come out of the West. Yes. Had that one. And then I said Nets. I still think with a, a healthy trio, James Harden playing early didn't even count because he yeah. wasn't healthy. I think with a healthy trio, they win that series because in, in the games they played together, although it was only like three or four, they looked dominant. That being said, it was also against a much worse Celtics team. So we'll, we'll never know. I I think, though, had they been healthy, I think it would have been it would have been uh, Suns-Nets. But either way, we still got a fantastic final. I think everyone would agree that for, for a six-game final, there were some fantastic games. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was the best finals I've seen probably since 2016. I Yeah, because 2017 was five games, 2018 was four games. 2019 was the Kawhi Warriors years. That, that wasn't I felt, a bad final. It wasn't bad. I just felt like this one had more competitive games. It felt weird at first because it felt like neither team should like really be there because they both had such like weird roads to get there. I mean, they were playing the Trey Young led Hawks. Who you got to get credit to them? They were awesome, but it just they didn't seem like an Eastern Conference Finals teams, especially a month if you said that two months prior. But the Bucks were awesome. Giannis had one of the best games I've ever seen last night. Um, I bet you guys can agree with that. Oh yeah, that was he was like fantastic. And I know we missed some parts of it, but he was just on both ends. It was blocked by Antetokounmpo, and then just on the other end, running in transition, and no one could stop him. They throw Aiton Bridges at him, and they cannot do a single thing. So complete domination. And it seemed like every time he would be, it, one, it would be the running start and just drive to the basket, or when he didn't have that running start, he would come off a screen or something, and he'd be at the elbow, and he'd just be able to rise up and kind of like one hand push into the basket. And every time, every time it was going in, I I don't know the final field goal percentage, but it 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 just seemed like he wasn't missing shots. Oh yeah, and Drew Holiday. I mean, I know he shot horribly, and he does that. He'll. I mean, he had his incredible game five performance, 
But he shot like, he was like one for eleven at some point. I think he finished like well, like four for nineteen ish. He he had his role. But I he think, played terrific yeah. defense. Yeah, and that's, that all series long too. I think that's why the Bucks ended up getting him was because they needed a guard who could be a lockdown defender. Giannis is always going to guard pretty much the team's best defender or or their big guy. But I feel like Drew Holiday. They gave up the three first round picks, which I think I remembered us kind of questioning, but. I mean, hey, you if, win a championship, any trade's a good trade. If you would have told him you're giving up three first-round picks to lock down Devin Booker in the NBA Finals, I think that knowing what they know now, I think they would have been A-OK with that trade. Agreed. I don't know if you guys remember, but Drew Holiday, back in like the AD Pelicans days, they played. They were a six seed, and they played Portland first round, just absolutely smoked them. They swept them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Holiday was incredible in that series. And he was, I mean, when they played Golden State the next round, too, I think he was pretty good. So he's had, like, a good history in the playoffs. He just hasn't had many opportunities. So despite his offensive struggles, it's good to see him contributing out there. And Chris Middleton, too. He, I mean, he's done this for a couple years now. But now he finally got to show it in front of the whole country. But he averaged, like, 24 a game. And he hit so many clutch shots. I saw he was, um, I saw stat, I think it was, he had 18 clutch points in that finals, and the next closest player was like four out of both teams. So that's pretty incredible how many big shots, including last night that he hit in the final like two minutes. Yeah, a trend that we've always, we've seen recently in the NBA is the, uh, the big trios, and Golden State obviously had theirs even before Durant. Miami was kind of the first team to establish that. I'd argue Boston, but Boston, yeah, yeah. that's another one. Yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, uh, we see that now recently, and it's almost like you need a big trio to win. We saw it, you know, last year where it was Kawhi, or not last year, two years ago, where it was Kawhi, Siakam, and Lowry. That was their trio that got the job done. And this year, it was Giannis. Middleton and Holiday, and I think before this year, even with all the MVPs, people were still questioning if Giannis was going to be a one just because of his struggle shooting and even free throws. And I think last night, even though I don't think he shot many three pointers, um, he he was on fire at the line. What was it, seventeen for nineteen? Yeah, yeah. Something we've never seen from Giannis, and I don't know if we'll ever see it again. But he was. On fire at the line, Middleton. I think you can argue is maybe outside of like Clay Thompson or Anthony Davis, like the best two on like any team. When he's on, when he's on. The only thing I I totally agree that this final cemented how good Chris Middleton is. I do feel there's a tendency every once in a while for him to just kind of disappear. I think we saw that a couple times in earlier series against the Nets, and and once or twice maybe in that Hawks series. But when he's there, especially all throughout the finals, Colin said he averaged 24 a game. He he is by far in, in, in the range of best twos in the league. And as long as he's not disappearing, that 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 that, that duo and, and trio with, with Drew Holiday, even those role players, they'll compete for finals. This was probably their easiest road it's going to be over yeah. the next couple of years if teams stay healthy. But they're, they're going to be contender as long as they continue to retain certain pieces middleton's like the most consistent and consistent player i've ever seen he'll give you he'll give you 40 a 40 piece where he's prime mj and then the next game he'll give you 12 but he'll still average out at like 24 oh yeah every single series but he's just so on it hot and cold 
like more than any other like star player of in the league right now. I think that's, that's fair. No, that's that's because with some of the other twos that even that uh, that Donovan mentioned, like Clay Thompson, I feel like he's much more consistent. Anthony Davis is is. I think considered a superstar. So yeah. calling him a number two even seems like unfair, and yeah. that's just the way it is because of the team he's on. That, that, so. They have two ones and like seven fours and yeah. fives. There's there's no <laughs> like the Bucks. There's a clear three. The Warriors with either with KD or without KD, there was a clear three in Draymond. But with the Lakers, it's it's a guy who everyone makes the jokes about how he's going to be playing in China next next season. <laughs> who even is the Lakers three? Is it is it Kuzma? Is it Drummond? Is it KCP? Schroeder. I would. I, I would honestly know. argue KCP Schroeder? when yeah. he's on. But I don't even know if Schroeder's gonna be on the team anymore. Eight, I. I don't know if any of those guys are gonna be on the team anymore. Okay. I. I would Marcus assume Dolan. that LeBron is gonna be recruiting <laughs> his his buddy Chris Paul. Harder. What do you? What do you? Let's let's talk about this. What was your take on Chris Paul in his first NBA Finals with the Suns? I don't think he played as bad as people said he did, but I think he underperformed. Yeah. I think he, I think he underperformed to the, like the standard that people set. I mean, I don't think he played bad. I just think people set the bar too high for him. Yeah. Like, I think people are ex- just expecting too much. Do you think, due to the fact that they lost, that would entice him to go back to Phoenix and kind of get the job done? Or do you think he wants to go somewhere else? Like, he's had his stop in Phoenix. That team is well set up for the future with Booker and Aiden. And do you think he would leave now? Because, like, there's the Lakers talk. There's a lot of talk about the New York Knicks. But at the same time, the Knicks talk about getting everyone, so we don't know how much truth there is yeah. to that. Well, he loves Monty Williams, the head coach, who, by the way, is awesome. Did you guys watch any of the post-game stuff? I saw the yeah. video of him he, in the Bucks locker room. Yeah, he was in the awesome. Bucks locker room. Such a good guy. Did the Coach K move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you love Monty Williams. but And Chris Paul has a good relationship with him. I think he was with him in New Orleans. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. but So he loves Monty Williams, and I'm sure he has a good relationship with Booker. I mean, you never know, but... Yeah, I mean, it depends what he values more. Because if he goes back to Phoenix, obviously he could get back to the finals. And he'll have another shot at it. Because I think that team is good enough. But the West is going to be tougher next year. Uh, the Lakers should be better. The Warriors are back. Jokic is just going to keep doing Jokic Jokic thing. is Jokic, but they'll pr- <laughs> they'd probably just sweep is, him again. Is Jamal Murray going to oh, be ready to start the season? Jamal- I would assume. <laughs> no, I think. The Nuggets still aren't just at that level He'll yet, be though. ready well before the all-star break but i i don't know if he'll be ready to start the season oh okay, well that's the thing is that the nuggets are yeah murray won't be ready to start the season Kawhi won't be ready to start the season so the clippers are going to be a little iffy as long as they can like stay in a playoff spot by the time he gets back they'll be fine but the west should be better next year i mean maybe the mavericks can pull something get like just get porzingis out for literally anything yeah I know it easier for Luca. Fire sale. I know. I know we're kind of all over the place with, with the NBA here so far. But I feel like the West, with we're talking about all these teams who we have guys coming back from injuries and young teams getting older. I think on that note, the West is going to be really deep. Like you could see a really good team at the six or seven seed. Meanwhile, in the East, I feel like it's once again going to be really top heavy. I think it's going to be oh, like yeah. the top four. Obviously, Bucks and Nets, probably Philly, depending on how they handle the Ben Simmons thing. And then you could argue Atlanta again with another year of maturation. And you don't – after that, it's really just like, what do the Heat do? And, and teams like that who are kind of just average. Yeah. I would say there's like there's like a solid like six teams again that can win the final. But you never know. There's probably like 12 teams now that can win it based on what we saw this year. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks almost made the finals. Uh, the injuries can happen at any point. 
Um, I mean, next year there shouldn't be as many injuries. Hopefully there's not. There's a full off season now. But to answer your question, I think Chris Paul, if he really wants, like, because I, I think he has a very good chance on the Suns to get there again, but I feel like if he went to play with Braun and AD and they stayed healthy, I mean, I think that's a they, – they're probably the favorites. Well, they're, I, they're at very worst the favorites out of the West. Well, yeah, then they I, would just have two ones, a two, and then, like, what, at that point, like seven – Seven fives and sixes. sixes. <laughs> I mean, you, you'd be starting a G but at, League but team at that off the point, bench. But at that point, when you have – if you add Chris Paul to – LeBron and AD. I mean, you don't. I mean, maybe find a couple like are you gonna half s- decent shooters. Are you gonna sign Chris Paul and be like, yeah, you go ahead and be the star of the second unit? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'd. No, because Bron Bron's not the point guard. He would play at the four, and so I mean, at least in a playoff rotation, you'd have. Well, Paul's Chris better Paul. with the ball in his hand, right? And I don't and ever Bron, see LeBron giving up the ball. I well, think he well, Bron played. Bron played more off ball. In last year's finals and playoffs, when Rondo, w- well, that's was in the Rondo. Game. Rondo's Rondo, and I mean this year they did it a little bit when Schroeder, but Schroeder just sucked down the stretch. So LeBron had to play point guard a lot of the time. Yeah, but I just feel like if you had Chris Paul put Bron at the four, AD at the five, that's where they thrive best. Maybe find a, I don't know, you got a KCP if you can even keep him at that point, because I feel like Chris Paul could get more money with Phoenix, but I don't know for sure. LeBron needs to show up to Kyle Korver's door in the offseason and beg him to get play Richard Mike Jefferson Miller. back. <laughs> uh, Bring yeah, James Jones out of the Suns front office <laughs> to join the Lakers roster. Well, yeah, that's the James thing. Jones. That's the thing. We have to start asking the narrative now. Was it James Jones this entire time? It it, it very well could have. If if you look at that, the finals record and where James Jones was at the same time the teams were winning the finals. I mean, it's a very fair question I mean, to ask. yeah, he didn't win it this year, which is, you know, they came close, but I mean. But he was there. He was he there. Was, he was at least he there. He was there. LeBron was not there. LeBron was. I mean, I think he was there. Yeah. He on was the there one one game. On the sideline. He was yeah. he was shooting Space Jam. Yeah, he was too busy going four for five in Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick Perkins, maybe. Yeah, Kendrick he's, Perkins. He's been there. He's been there. He knows it. Just take him away from ESPN. I'm sure they're paying him. Get decent. Ray Allen. There you go. Bail him out of another finals. All right. Anyway, wait. I was just. Uh, were you gonna move on from NBA? Or are we still? I think we were gonna. I was gonna. I, ask say, a I was gonna say one more thing. So, Colin, what's you? You're you're more knowledgeable on this than the rest of us. So, what's the timeline with the NBA looking up for the next couple weeks? Because usually oh, yeah. by now we'd be past free agency because the season would have ended sooner. So it's all gonna happen really fast now. I would assume because. It's not no, long no. until in the next month or two that the that we're going to be looking at like the next season starting. Well, first you have the draft, which is the 29th. So today's the 21st. So it's a week from tomorrow night. So the Thursday the 29th is the draft, which is big because you got guys, you got teams like Golden State, the Lakers. There's definitely others who are looking to maybe trade picks, package picks for players. So this is all going to happen really fast. The rumors are already piling up the day after the finals happened uh and then you have free agency on the second i believe is when guys can start negotiating without it being tampering but you know like what gm and those other guys they're gonna be uh tampering beforehand he was already tampering with the space gym you notice he had uh damian lillard in it yeah he recruited damian lillard uh he had his boy ad so you know they were both going at him oh yeah but they can officially start talking to these guys on the second 
uh, and they're going to just start piling in fast, and then like three days later, they can officially sign them. And based on whether trades or opt-outs, that could really be could be very boring if if no one opts out and it's there's no like true free agents you could some people could argue it's like out of the best ones that we know for sure that are going to be in the market like right now like Lonzo's up there and i don't think we consider him like a top tier i mean yeah there's like Lonzo, tim hardaway jr but again it all depends on like what these team options the player options obviously there's chris paul and Kawhi, but i feel like they're gonna stay where they are yeah but if they weren't then It'd be absolute madness, chaos, and it'd be ten times more interesting. But we'll see. There's a lot of decent role players. There's a, like Rashawn Holmes. There's Laurie Markinen. I, d- I doubt the Bulls want to keep him at this point. Paul George could opt out as well, correct? Or is he is he locked in for another year? That's a good question. I feel like he could because I think I thought him and Kawhi had like the same deal. That would make sense that they would kind of line that up together. That just seems. Yeah. The although way. although I know Kawhi's a free agent again next year. He's scheduled mm-hmm. to be, and so is Paul. I think Paul George is too. So maybe Paul George is next year. I just think Kawhi has the option to opt out a year earlier if he so chose to. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this though. Who right now? Who do you think the best player in the NBA is? Because I think there's you can make a case for like four different guys. I feel like, but there's two that I would choose from right now. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna start this conversation, you always have to start it with LeBron. I feel like. Well, yeah, he's he's a candidate just because like he he's been on top for a long time, right. but. He he's definitely he's definitely aging and he has not played. I mean he's he's still an elite player. Do not get me wrong, but compared to some of the other guys, he still has his uh, shooting problems. Sometimes he has games where he's on and he has games where he is he is off. And I think Colin, you can you oh know, yeah speak because we watched him last year. I mean he he was he didn't play as well this year as he did last year. But I I mean you don't know how injuries factored into that because he was held. I mean that bubble is like some of the healthiest games he's ever played and he was fantastic but this year you know he had he, he sat out some time so I think there's two guys now like after we watching this playoffs I would say Kevin Durant and Giannis for me are the top two guys right now I'd agree um which I, one would you choose out of the two I'm gonna take Kevin Durant this is this is the day after watching Giannis drop 50 points and I'm still yeah. taking Kevin Durant I uh, the way Kevin Durant was performing in the playoffs, like even though I was against the Nets super team, I almost wanted to see them move on just because I was like, first of all, he's playing the entire game and it was just it was just magical that that step back three where if he's a shoe size smaller, they're moving on was absolutely insane. I I was watching that with my parents and all three of us just like yelled when that went in because it was like step back, right in his face and just drained it. Yeah. So I I honestly would was, take KD. Uh, yeah, he, they went the game. They took the team that just won the championship the seven games without Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie and Harden both played four games, I believe. Not even a full four games. Very little. And very Harden little bench sucked depth. at yeah. the end. I don't know if it was because of his injury or he just sucked, but I'm I'm guessing it was the injury. Joe Harris that was holding down a little bit. Sucked. Joe Harris absolutely sucked. I mean, that's your three-point specialist in the last few games. He could not. He, he went full Danny Green on him. There were multiple times in overtime of that game seven where, like, I think the Nets only scored two points that whole overtime, and it could have been a completely different story because I vividly remember multiple open three-point looks from Joe Harris. Yeah, yeah and then you got the case for yeah, I, Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck on it because I'd like to give you guys an answer. I don't know because Giannis is probably the best defensive player in the league, and he just – 
on the, on the bigger stage, even though KD outperformed him a little bit head to head, Giannis just went to the biggest stage and had one of the best finals we've ever seen. So I actually think I'm going to give the sled edge to Giannis right now because it's not what was it two weeks ago or four or a month ago, whatever. I think right now Giannis is the best, despite KD playing a little better than him. I will say it's absolutely incredible. Of like just looking at the picture of that Giannis injury, it's I remember yeah, his more, leg was sideways. Most people on Twitter is like, I'm just hoping for no structural damage because if there was structural, that means he's missing into next season. People were like, yeah, he's not going to touch the court again this playoff. So best we can hope for is no ACL. So he's hurt, not hurt next season, and then ends up coming back for for game one. And there were multiple us thinking going into like. I really hope this is another KD situation where yeah. they're rushing him back. And he just ended up, like, game two, he had the 40 points and the loss. And just the whole series, he was incredible. And and, and thank goodness that there was no real injury sustained in, in that Atlanta game. Yeah, for me, Durant fits the modern NBA game so much better than Giannis does. Strictly the fact that KD is still one of the league's best shooters, just pure shooters. Um, Giannis, like Colin said, he is uh, probably the league's best defender on top of uh, the fact that I don't know how you can stop Giannis in the paint. Like inside, oh, you, you, especially you once he has a running start. You pretty yeah. much can't. Giannis inside of 10 feet, I, I haven't seen him be stopped, um, so I don't think he can be stopped. But I would say Giannis would be, without the doubt, the best player in the league if he could consistently shoot, you know, above league average from the free throw and three-point line, even if it's yeah. slightly below average, you might be able to give him the nod. But I, I, I've been saying this even before he won his MVPs. If Giannis could perform at the level he does by still driving the lane and still be a good defender and has, you know, a consistent three-point shot, not only is he going to be the best player in the league, he might be one of the most unstoppable players we have ever seen in the NBA. I think that's what makes uh, what Giannis is doing even more special because you say, like, oh, KD fits the mold of, like, this generation's basketball player. Like, the perfect basketball player for this generation, you say KD fits that mold. And Giannis doesn't have a reliable three-point shot. He, I mean, typically struggles from the free throw line, yet he's still that dominant. Like you know, yeah, what his game is, and you still can't you, stop there's it. There's no way for you to stop it. Yeah, KD. I mean, you also. I mean, when he's pulling up from thirty feet, there's no way to block it. The dude's just so big and lengthy, and his shot is so smooth and perfect. But and he can create his own shot too. But yeah, and I mean, Giannis, like like we said, doesn't fit the mold. Neither does the entire Milwaukee Bucks fit the mold of a championship team today they shot like 33 percent from three in the playoffs yeah and they still won the championship it's like the first time that's happened since the 2010 lakers which was a completely different era of basketball so i think that's also wild how you can shoot that poorly from three and still you know go on to win a championship yeah um i just it I, I want to see Giannis develop that shot. I feel like he can. I mean, we saw him when he first came into the league. He was a dude that was like six foot eight, six foot nine, and it looked like he weighed at least eighty five pounds. Yeah. Um. Now he's like seven twelve. It looks like, and he, that dude is jacked. So if he can 
in a matter of what what has it been like five years since he's been in the league five six years he's got he's gained 50 pounds of muscle and he just keeps getting better and better i feel like he can develop a shot it's possible he's a grinder man oh yeah he's the ultimate grinder ultimate meathead he's in the you know he's in the gym every day that's what separates him from some of these other guys but yeah when he came into the league he had like a nice shot like yeah. at, like form at least he had a nice shot for him his, like, first three years in the league. And then he really started to beef up. And I don't know if that's what messed him up or if it was, like, a shooting coach that told him to change his shit. Because if he did, he needs to be fired into the sun. Because <laughs> his shot is hideous. But, yeah, shout out to Giannis, man. Yeah, for real. Um, I think that's going to wrap up our NBA talk. We're now going to transition over to baseball. And we have... Uh, past the All-Star break, we have passed the midway point in the season. Uh, we had our predictions earlier in the year. Some are looking good. Um, some are not looking so good. Um, who wants to start? I'll, I'll start first with maybe a, a one surprise and one disappointment. They're going to be pretty obvious, but I still want to talk about it. I don't think, or at least I didn't, having the San Francisco Giants sustaining their success this long they got off to a hot start. They've been up near the top of the league in terms of record for most of the year. I just thought when when they had that hot start, it was like the home run number is going to come down. Some of these older guys are going to regress closer to their career raise, and it just hasn't happened. They can the the way the San Francisco Giants play is is somehow sustainable because they just their starters give them six innings. They turn over their back of the bullpen and they've hit three or four home runs, and that's enough for them to beat you. I don't I don't think anyone suspected guys like Anthony Scafani and even Alex Wood, also people who have had injuries all the last couple of years of their careers, to one, stay healthy and providing the innings and ERAs that they are. And that's led to their success. And especially on the offensive side as well, all these older players, like this is a core that's been around for a decade, Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey, Brandon Belt. And it may not be the greatest numbers, but they're hitting home runs and they're getting on base enough to where – they're competing as good teams, and they've sustained it so far. That being said, they still have a ton of games left against the Dodgers and Padres, so they could get exposed. But as of right now, I'm sticking with them. They've surprised me, and I'm just not going to doubt them until they give me a reason to. Other one I'm going to talk about over in the AL, the Twins suck, man. They uh, suck. I had, they're so bad. I had the Dog White Sox shit. winning the division. Well, they're, they are beating yeah. the White Sox right now, but the they season still series is like 12 to 3. So bad. Yeah. I, I didn't have them winning the division, but I – if I didn't have them make, I don't remember exactly. If they didn't have them making a playoff spot, it would have been close. I for sure would have had them over five hundred for a couple of years in a row. Now that they've been it, especially they've been in the playoffs, and they just stink. Their bullpen stinks. Jose Rios shows flashes, but it's like also has to be annoying to be a Twins fan because it's a guy that could have like the best stuff in the league, and he just can't put it together, yeah. which is which is yeah. which is sad. But we'll, we'll see how what they do at the deadline because they have young talent. It's definitely there. I love uh, that that outfielder that they have, whose name I can't think of right now off the top of my head. He just he just had to have surgery. Either way, they have Buxton? young pieces. No, not Bucks. And the other, he plays corner outfield spot. Kepler? No, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure out. Either way, they, it'll be interesting to see whether they go full rebuild and blow it up. I know there was a report from Ken Rosenthal where if Buxton doesn't accept their extension, then they're going to shop him, which would be wild. It'll just show if Buxton really wants to be there or not. Yeah. Problem for Bucks is he gets hurt way too much. So, 
But those those are my two teams so far. Brewers, I are, are looking great, but I thought they would win the division just because pitching is is good enough to make up for some bad offense. Especially if they were to go and get a bat at the deadline, I would put them as a team that could come out of the could come out of the NL just because even though their lineup is worse than all the other contenders, when you're running out Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta, like Peralta could be an ace on certain staffs in the league, and he's the Brewers number three. And then in the back end, you have uh, you have Devin Williams and Hayter when they're both healthy. Yeah, so yeah. their position players are not sexy. Oh yeah, no, it's they have a couple guys in the middle of their lineup I like. I'm still high on Yelich, even though he's not hitting homers. He's on base over 400. I like Narvaez behind the plate. It's hard he's to get a good nice. offensive catcher. Former White Sox it's, legend. It's nice to have Aviso Garcia. You can hit a fastball, but like, <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't believe we're forgetting Willie Adams. That's been so far the acquisition of the yeah. year. He single handedly yep. just like help turn that around. He's brought so much life to that team. So that's that's another one as well. Hawk Not Harrelson a surprise. Really said Avi Garcia was going to be a five-tool player. I don't know about that, but he's <laughs> he's making an impact. Yeah. my So the Brewers, I think we got to start with the Brewers. The Brewers, I, I just, I don't trust their offense. Obviously, it could all change. They can go out and get a, a you know, a top-tier bat. But Yelich pretty much since his MVP year, has not performed as well. Um, you're not going to get the same value out of Kane like uh, they had in the World Series. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. isn't going to do what he did. He's, 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 he's not good. Avi Garcia has been doing well. And like you said, Adamez and Narvaez, the All-Star. Other than that, it is it has not been good. Luis, Luis Urias, I think is his name, he's been, he's been doing pretty well, but I mean... Hira, Vogelbach. I like um, Colton Wong for them. Colton that's a good, Wong, that's a Colton good, Wong. Yeah, he's that was been a good underrated offense. for a long time. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's they are being carried heavily by their pitching, and don't get me wrong, it is it is either them or the Giants are the best pitching in the league. Maybe you can throw in the White Sox too. My, um, I know my. If not talking about their offense, because that's a clear worry. My only other worry about the Brewers. And that we've already seen them start to address this is Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta are all three are almost at their innings limit. Or not yeah. their innings limit, their career high in innings pitched, and we're barely past the All Star break. So all yeah. three of them are already almost to their career highs, and we're still in July. They've already started to move to a six man rotation. They have those three. They're using Hauser, Lauer, and then a six starter, yep. Brett Anderson, I believe. So they're trying to combat that, but it's I don't, I don't think. They'll slow down, but I would not be shocked, especially with Burns and Peralta, because they're guys, Peralta, they used to use out of the bullpen. Same with Burns. Woodruff has at least pitched in October before as a starter. Yeah, I could see those two either being, they rest them a ton if they have a division lead in September, or they start, if they're in a pennant race, I think that's trouble for them. Not a pennant, a division race. Yeah. Well, well, don't forget, they have the ultimate morale boosters in their clubhouse. They have Daniel Vogelbach. Yes. He's like 300 pounds. <laughs> it's nukes. Yes. And they have uh, Hunter Strickland. When you have a guy that will go out and just fight anybody, even Bryce Harper, a fearless guy like that coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, it just seems wrong that they're led by Craig Council. Like, no offense to Craig Council. He's a super smart dude. It's just like you need more of like a Dan Campbell type of, yeah, I of, agree. of coach for that roster. You know, what, you know what's happened with them ever since the Travis Shaw injury? It, it's like it lit a fire under them. Yeah, well, that they, was, got, they went on fire ever since then. Oh, yeah. That was right around the same time they got Adamas, maybe a week or two in between, and Luis Urias, who they had at shortstop. 
he was playing terrible, and that's what led to them going after Adamas. Urias steps in at third base, and is you if you look been, at just the raw he, numbers, it doesn't great. look fantastic. But if you look at his smaller sample size, when he's been starting at third, and especially he had to hit leadoff with Colton Wong being hurt, he he was fantastic. Oh yeah, but I think my biggest thing with the league is that half the league half the league's divisions are amazing, and it's much watch TV just to watch those division matchups. The other half of the league's divisions are dog shit. Well, except okay. for the division matchups they put on ESPN every one second. We got Phillies. No one. I'm so sick Mets, and tired of the AL East. Braves. Yeah. I, no one yeah. wants to watch that. And the, and it's, we it's, see every Yankees-Red Sox game on TV. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they always set them up for Friday, Saturday, Friday on MLB Network, Saturday on Fox, Sunday on ESPN. Like, there's... I don't think I could miss a Yankees Red Sox game if I wanted to, which is crazy because those the season series is like seven to two Red Sox. So yeah. There's been blowouts, and, and I get that it's a rivalry, but they put they put Cubs Cardinals on at least fifteen times cool. already. Cool, third and fourth place in the division. Two going very mediocre teams. Yeah. I'm just very glad they like. I'm I'm genuinely excited to watch Freddie Peralta versus I think it's Rodon on Sunday night. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I usually don't tune in, but I'll have that one on one because it affects the Reds, and two just because it's. It's a good matchup. And or you know what? It's Lynn on Sunday. Yes, okay. And then Rodon goes against Burns on Saturday. I wish that game was on Fox or something because that will be awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, you just look at the NL Central. And, I mean, we've been talking a lot of the Brewers. There isn't a clear-cut, um, you know, favorite. I, the Reds, I think, have the best offense in that division. If the Reds had a bullpen, they'd be And the they have a good top of the rotation. Um, but their bullpen has been God awful. It's, a, it's atrocious. One of the worst in the league. The Cardinals, <laughs> they can't stay healthy, and they're just not. They walk like, they, everyone. They're just they're just average everywhere. Yeah. It's like Goldschmidt and Arenado, who are supposed to be the guys, have been just kind of okay. I think Arenado was only an all star starter because it was in Colorado. I think Goldschmidt's gonna have a huge second half. I will say that. Yeah. Um. And I mean, their bullpen, like Reyes. Yeah, he went twenty four for his first twenty four, but. He's walking almost a guy yeah. inning. You can't. I it's, don't. It's want insane that that streak lasts that long. It's be, it's because he would walk a guy when he finds it. It's you're throwing a hundred. He can blow it right past yeah. you. It's just oh, it was God. it was waiting for an appearance where it just all blew up. And and last night was that appearance. Yeah, and then we have my Cubbies. Oh my Cubbies, they are a <laughs> team that is. Uh, let's so, just say so, so. our next episode we could be talking about a whole new roster. Yeah, they. They're a very streaky team. Uh, they start off the year one of the worst offensive teams in history, and then they figured it out. It looked like they were going to be buyers, and it looked like they were, you know, a starting pitcher or two away from being a contender at the NL. And then they went on an eleven game winning streak, it losing was, it streak. It was the no hitter. Everyone knows bad luck yes. ensues after no hitter. After the no hitter, <laughs> terrible luck. Um, could not have came at a worse time. And yeah, we're sitting here. You know, a week and a half away from the trade deadline, and, you know, half the Cubs' bullpen is going to be gone. Chris, Chris Bryant could destined be, for New York. He could be gone. <laughs> you have guys like Baez, Rizzo, Contreras, all potentially could leaving. Um, But, you know, as a Cubs fan, I've already started looking towards the future. I, I knew around the All-Star break that there was no way we were going to compete with uh, Milwaukee's pitching and... Cincinnati's offense, but then you have team divisions like the NL East, that which is just terrible. Sucks. Each it's... team 
has, you know, about one thing good and four things bad. The Cubs would be buyers in the NL East. The, exactly. the, the Phillies oh, yeah. could win that exactly. division. Um, you have the AL Central that sucks outside of the White Sox. Outside of the White Sox, don't get me wrong. White Sox are going to win that division by potentially 25 games. They're already up nine and a half, and Cleveland just continues to suck even worse. And they, they have three coming up, three or four coming up against Cleveland. They could make that even a wider margin. Yeah, I don't know where Cleveland really goes right now. They have a we- they're in a weird situation. It's like they're not going to buy, but they don't really have anything to sell unless they're going to do what they've done the last couple of years and sell young, controllable starters. Yeah, but can you really see them trading Bieber? Because they're no, and what they got Bieber. I mean, they have like uh, what's Klasse and Karinchak in out the back of the bullpen, yeah. who are nice. Those if, are if they wanted to sell young. high, they're both young, and I mean that's two guys that they probably want to hang on to. Um. They got Bieber. Yeah, I mean, they're. Plesak is back and healthy now. We'll yeah. see how he plays. And Savale. I saw, I saw a trade. It was a mock trade of uh, J Ram, Jose Ramirez going to the Brewers. That would. I would. I'd love that. Because one, he gets out of the division. And two, he gets into the Cubs division. <laughs> no, I'm, there, there goes my theory again. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not White a White Sox fans cares much about a. I'm not a salty as a Cubs. Sox no, you know what? Because like when the Cubs were good and everything, I their players were just like very unhateable, except for like Addison Russell, obviously. Well, yeah. And I just hated on Schwarber just for fun. Like <laughs> it's fun to call him like you know fit the fat fat Schwarber, even though he like got skinny. He got skinny and he hit 16 home runs in what felt like 16 at Yeah, best. Chris Bryant, he never talks shit or anything. He's just like the handsome Chris Bryant. Yes. And then Rizzo is like very level. Like, I don't He's know. He's a how... cancer survivor that donates to charity. Yeah. You, you, you physically okay. cannot hate you that know, guy. The, the my, Cardinals fans, White Sox, no one can hate Anthony my, Rizzo. My only beat with Anthony Rizzo is like sometimes when like. I, I, we all know he he stands pretty close to the plate. Like, yeah, I feel like he will. If someone else gets hit, he'll get involved in it when there's absolutely no reason for Anthony Rizzo to be mad. Does that make sense? I yeah. feel like I feel, he'll get hit because which is whatever he won't say anything. But then when someone else gets hit, like he'll start yelling when it has yeah, nothing. I think to do I think it depends because we there was obviously that whole thing with the uh, Chapman and the Reds a while mm-hmm. back. Um, Ben, you can say what you want to say, but clearly the Cubs were in the right in that. Um, I thought I thought Nate Shearholz had it coming one hundred two to the <laughs> wherever that pitch was going at the Aroldis Chapman is not my closure. Oh, I've always yeah, I I've never liked Aroldis Chapman. I didn't. No like one him has. On the Cubs, but hey, like he got me a ring, so I am okay with that. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, There's tons of guys like that in sports though. Like I don't like Chris Paul, but if you came to the Lakers, I'm buying his jersey <laughs> immediately. You know what I mean? <laughs> Exactly. Rizzo could, like, hit my mom with a car, and I probably <laughs> still couldn't hate him. <laughs> exactly. And then you obviously have the World Series MVP, Ben Zeroveris, who had his wife cheat on him. You, you feel yeah, there's, yeah. there's someone that everyone hates. <laughs> yeah, we can all agree that that's... Yeah. Uh, that, that Cubs... And Joe Madden, the ultimate player coach. Yeah. So it's it's hard to hate that team, but trust me, Sox fans did. And that's... That was, that was my biggest problem. I think I think I think I think us Sox fans hated. Um, well, one we hated the bandwagon like fair weather fans, who like there were always... are now showing up the Sox games. You know, we're in Sox gear. Who were then in 2016 going to Cubs games? Yeah, like, Ob- like Cubs... Obama was one of them. Well, he was okay, like, yeah, 
I just, you know, I, I hate the, the fair weather, just root for whoever's good. Because you could say you're a Sox fan, but then you're, I mean, Ben's kind of the same way, wearing Cubs hoodies at playoff games, you know. It's yeah. just <laughs> holding up W flags. It doesn't make much sense to me. That's like me going to a Phoenix Suns game, you know, rocking the Devin Booker jersey. I, just, I would if someone gave me playoff tickets. I yeah. would see, but they didn't beat your team in the playoffs, so it's like exactly. it's not the same. Yeah, and then you have the good divisions, the NL or the AL East, which has four teams that could potentially win it. Um, the Red Sox are getting sail back. Uh, oh, the yeah. Yankees, you know, they they're not good, but. If they can figure out some of their starting pitching, the offense is always going to be there. The Yankees fans think that they will acquire every single trade candidate. Like Joey Gallo is, yeah. is destined to be a Yankee, according to, and oh, yeah. they'll they'll give up like Miguel Andujar for him. Yeah, it's like it's like the, the <laughs> well, how many? Where, what would he play? What position would he play? He Gal- can he can play center. Gallo can play. Can center. he? Because they have like eight corner outfielders. No, they no, they put they they actually have because Stan plays DH. Oh, yeah. does he? They don't. Oh, Stan's, that's true. That's true. Stan's hamstrings can't handle it. Yeah. But like the, the even Judge the, can play center. The Yankees with Miguel Andujar and some no name low level prospect is like the Lakers fans with like Kuzma on a second <laughs> star. It's like the same thing. It's the it's it's the memes at like uh what's that what's it called the pawn shop. Yeah. With Rick Harrison, where it's just like <laughs> the best oh, he, he's do. like leaning over the counter. It's like best we can do is is THT in a second. Exactly. Yes. And it, with the Yankees, it's like Miguel Andujar, who no offense, but no one's no one wants to trade <laughs> no a star for Miguel him. Andujar. Yeah, and exactly. then some some not even one of their top prospects, like someone in double A who's who's maybe like a C level prospect. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we'll trade this dude for Luis Castillo, a young control of it. It's like it's yeah, I, I, I love when Bleach Report does their fan things, and there's always just a section dedicated to Yankees' horrible proposals. Oh, their yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you have the Rays, who are the most well-run sports organization I am, ever. I am je- I wish I was a Rays fan. They their are, stadium sucks, but I wish I was a Rays they fan. Are, are they getting a new one? Steroids. I, well, it's, there Oakland. Was rumor, it's Oakland who's supposed to get a new one. Oakland's getting a new one, I, yeah, but they were they rumored to go to like Montreal or something. There was that, that random theory about them playing like half their games in Montreal. I was like, that would have been, yeah. been, oh, been weird. really weird. I don't know why it never struck me till now, like, how Tampa Bay is, like, the championship city. Yeah. Because, like, like, you know, we don't ho- follow, follow hockey much. So, like, you know, Tampa Bay just won two based Stanley on, Cup championships in a row. Based on Twitter, the Tampa Bay Lightning's rings don't count because apparently they did some injury loophole. Uh, it's just but. not true. They like <laughs> I know they've been the best. And the year before, they had like the be- one of the best records that. in history. And they lost. And they lost in the first yeah. round, but they've still just been so good. And now you got the Buccaneers. Obviously, you got the Rays. Just missed the playoffs, or I'm, I'm sorry, missed. My mind's off. They lost in Game Six in the World Series. Yeah, they were the runner-ups. I meant missed the championship. Uh, they're like the championship city now. Before it was what Boston, Boston, and before that it was, uh, it was Boston uh, for a long time. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd probably Boston. argue Cincinnati. They've got a lot. Right, you that's you a, shut your trap that's a sports there. town right there you with, with the Bengals and the Reds. There. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, and you can add, like, the Red Sox, I think they've also been a very big surprise. Oh, yeah. Yes. And did you guys have either the, did you guys have the Rays or the Red Sox in the playoffs? I, I had, I had Yankees, Blue Jays. I, I don't know I about the too. Rays. I, I know I still had the Rays being good. I thought they'd take a step back because they traded some people, but I was wrong. 
But the Red Sox, they, I was like, they traded Mookie and they were horrible last year. And I thought they had zero pitching. And boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Well, first of all, that, that team is good. They have pitching and they're going to get sale. And they have prospect capital from the trades they made. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't love any of their starting rotations, like I've, any four of those teams. So, like, including the Yankees and Blue Jays, but I thought they had more offense to make up for it, so I picked them to finish one and two. I think Alex Cora had much bigger of an impact than I thought. I was a big candidate for the White Sox going after Alex Cora, but it just yeah, sounded like he, he was always going to go back to Boston yeah. from what it seemed like, which it's a fantastic move for them because that's a team that could contend again for another – because. We didn't want that cheater anyways. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't fault him as much as AJ Hinch, but it's he's, he's great for that team. Oh, yeah, because they are better than – they're third in the division. They're better than the Twins somehow and the Royals, who DP said would the sleeper playoff team. They're they, really they struggling. Good the they looked month. good the first month. They were. They, they had the, the best record month. in baseball at one point in May. And now they're sitting at thirty nine and fifty five. The Tigers play competitive baseball though, and they're not too far off from five hundred. I want to talk about a stat I saw today. You know the Colorado Rockies are thirty three and twenty at home, and yet they just that's play, crazy. They play their road games on like sim. They yeah. have they have nine <laughs> road that's wins. Insane. They have ten walk off wins this year and nine road. It's wins. just like. I've just based on, I felt lucky that the Reds got out of there with a 2-2 split in a four-game series. <laughs> and yet, when they came to Cincinnati, it was a sweep. It wasn't even close. It's, it's, I, I didn't know the, the home altitude had that big of an impact because, it's, man. I, I, I know from I found experience, that funny. It, is, it is legit. The altitude in Denver is what, they legit. Just, they just played the Dodgers at Coors. Did, did the Dodgers sweep them? Did, did, no. So they won I, one game. They won okay. one game. They won on a walk-off. The okay. game I went to... And then they lost the next one, twenty-two to one. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just amazing. But I think the one other big league team we got to talk about that I think has also been kind of sneakily, you know, hiding in there. Didn't have a great series this past week, but the Houston Astros, yeah, putting up one of the best offensive, you know, Didn't years in you know the modern era. Cause I mean, they, they lost Springer too. They don't have. Yeah, they lost Springer. They don't have Bregman right now, and uh, they're killing it with Altuve, Correa, Brant. Brantley refuses to hit under three thirty. That yeah. dude is over three thirty yeah. every year. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, Jordan Alvarez, your he bomb was big Alvarez. because he was out last year, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and Kyle, T- it's Kyle Tucker, correct? Yeah. He's the one. Yeah, he was a dude with super high rated top prospect. Wasn't bad, but he was never like. Good, but then this year he's kind of. I it seems like he's figured yeah. it out. And then Yuri Guriel got off to the hot start, and their their offense has been great. Is Verlander coming? I back? was just gonna say, what's I the deal? I don't think with he him? is because I read an article a couple months ago where he might not even come back this season, and in the off season they might look to move him because they like the rotation that they have. Yeah. They have so, a they have a bunch of young guys, not really any stars, and it's like guys that could be like long relievers, but are also being used as starters. Yeah. It's they're, a, they're the perfect mold of give me five six innings. I I'm pretty sure they have a six man rotation. I think I to, think it's like seven dudes who could be starters, and there's games where they just do like four and four. They yeah, yeah. piggyback off each other, which yeah. which has to be like the most painful, but also the most like fun team to be a fan of. Yeah, I, the Rays have done it for years. It's just. I would love to have a team that's just filled with pitching depth where you could basically run out like eight eight different guys and be happy with it. The yeah. only like traditional starter is like Zach Greinke. Yeah. 
Oh, I guess Jake Odorizzi. Yeah, Odorizzi kind of is, yeah. Who would have thought that he would have been having an impact? He feels like he's been around forever. Yeah. So, let and me ask, who's the favorite in the AL right now? Is it the White Sox or the Astros? I'm going... That's so tough because... It's, so t- it's tough to judge the White Sox right now because they have half of their position players only. Yeah, it's... For me, it's I I have to see how Eloy and Robert perform when they get back because what they're doing right now is working. Obviously, you know, running out Billy Hamilton and Sheets and, and Sheets and Goodwin and Garcia all the time is not great, but they're getting the job done. Oh yeah, I also and I was gonna say I want to see Rodon too if he's still yeah. up in September. And you have guys like Eloy and Robert who. If you if you compare that to like a Garcia and a Billy Hamilton and a uh a Goodwin, I think they're gonna have a higher combined average. All those guys are gonna have a higher combined average than Eloy and Robert. But obviously Eloy and Robert are gonna hit you, you know, more dingers, probably driving more runs. Oh, Robert's yeah. gonna play a better uh center field. It's just I, I have to see when they um you know come back and then obviously the thing I mentioned at the beginning of the year was Larusa loves to ride his starting pitching, and we've seen obviously Lynn and Rodon be amazing this year. Gilito has had his struggles; he's had a couple rough outings, but then even like Cease and Keuchel have been solid. And I'm interested to see how that starting rotation plays, you know, in September. It's happened before when he was with the Cardinals, where they just be dominating the league throughout the year, and then September hit and. You know, for those Cardinals team, it was Wainwright getting struggling, Chris Carpenter struggling, you know, Jaime Garcia, Lance Lynn when he was younger. So I'm interested to see. Um, obviously, Liam Hendricks has been one of the best closers in baseball. Kopech is back healthy. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he is so huge for this team. Crochet's been doing his thing. Bummer, I think he's been a little down this year. He has, and a lot of the younger bullpen guys have. I mean, Cody Hoyer sucks this year. Matt Foster sucks this year. They both have some really nice stuff. They just can't get it together like they did last year. Evan I, Marshall sucks yeah. this year. I need, I need to see the White Sox go out and get a second baseman. We've been hearing it for weeks. They're going to get Adam Frazier. They're going to get Eduardo Escobar. They need they need to go out and get one, maybe get some outfield depth. Well, that's the thing. I was thinking that too at first, but I think I'm content now because if you get Eloy, you get Robert, you still have Engel, you have Goodwin, you have Vaughn. Yeah, that's true. Vaughn's been good defensively. Outfield. I mean, you can – they're not going to, but if you could always put Larry Garcia in a corner outfield. Yeah. So I think they're solid there. I would look for a second baseman for sure. And bullpen. Rest in peace, Nick Madrigal. Yeah. And yeah, bullpen if they can get an arm or two. And like you like you said, uh, their position players are going to get healthy at some point. I sure hope. Yasmani Grandal will be back soon. Eloy back soon. But will their starting pitching stay healthy? That's huge. Because Lance Lynn's thrown so many pitches this year. Yes. But he's done it so many times in his career. Yeah. Uh, Rodon has never pitched this many innings in his career. Giolito hasn't right. pitched this many innings in his yeah. career. Well, you know, when the season's ends comes. Yeah. But, I don't know. If you just ask me, I like the Astros' bullpen overall better than the Sox' bullpen. Presley has been not as good as Hendricks, but I mean, damn near close and they to do him. have the experience yeah and they have the experience their offense i like better it's pretty much the white Sox and they're starting pitching and with the history of tony la Russa, 
I, I, I'm just, I don't like it. I am pu- picking Houston, even though I hate Houston more than I do the White Sox. Um, those cheating, cheating bastards. And it kills me to say it, <laughs> but I mean, Houston, but I don't sleep on Boston. I, I think, I, I like Especially what they're Especially Chris Sale is, is Yeah, Chris close. Sale is. Do not sleep on Boston. I think Boston can easily get to an ALCS and, you know, compete with any of those teams. We could have a Sox Sox ALCS. That'd be that'd be electric. I would really feel good about the Sox taking them as long as they don't go completely quiet at the deadline. Yeah. If they yeah, can oh, just yeah. at the very worst, even if they don't get that starter in in Frazier or Escobar, if they can just maybe shore up some depth in in the bullpen and off the bench, because I don't know how confident I would feel about using Lori Garcia or Billy Hamilton in a hitting situation. Yeah, or like a Danny Mendick. Yeah, like you don't in want a playoff that. game. So yeah. I, I think it's they don't even necessarily need a star if they don't want to pay for for big like that. Just fill out the roster. It's just their offense has been so damn good this year with all these guys being out. Um, someone different always steps up. It's crazy to see. But, yeah, I'm loving the White Sox this year. It's like they have some kind of magic under them that, that cheats – Blast walk off blast a couple nights ago. Yeah, Abreu had that huge three run shot last night. It's really cool to see. This is the first time I've ever watched like a good baseball team, so that's <laughs> fun. The the dude the I never thought the ballpark would be like it is now. It is crazy. It's raucous. Uh, there's they're throwing trash cans on the field. They're making beer snakes. They're they they got thirty thousand some people there on a Tuesday night. It's incredible. Yeah. Never thought I'd see it on the south side. <laughs> so real quick before we wrap up this episode, who do you guys like out of the National League? Out of the National League, I so that's tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Dodgers. I say the Dodgers turn it on. I've I've been saying this. I said this to Donovan like early June. It's like I feel like they're just waiting to turn it on. They're hurt right now, but if Kershaw comes back as we're watching the Cubs game as that ball gets in the gap. Are they going to send him? Nico, more? get in your horse. He's going to score. He's going to score. We've done it game. again. Who would have thought Eric so The battle for third game. place. The battle for third place. Wow. Uh, this, is, this is the great thing about recording a podcast <laughs> during a baseball game. I, I think it's, I think it's so like funny this. that we keep saying, like, when the Dodgers turn it on, and it does feel like they haven't turned it on, yet they're still, like, 20-some games over 500 And already. it's like Kershaw is going to come back, and it's – him, I don't know about Trevor Bauer, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just like when their offense is healthy, that lineup is so deep. Yes. and they did this with with Bellinger being out forever. And you know he's back; he kind of stinks right now. But they've had guys all around the diamond get hurt, and yet they still. I I think when it gets if it's in a playoff series, I would take. Actually, I can't say that because I, I was going to say I'd take their experience over the Giants, but then I remember the Giants' core is the exact same core that was there during all three World Series. Yeah. It's so it's because yeah. you never see a team like retool, but still yeah, have the weird. same. It's like Brandon Bell, Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey, even Evan Longoria when he comes back has been to a World Series. Yeah. So it's I'm still I'm still going to pick the Dodgers. I don't. No one from the NL East is good. The Brewers, I don't know how I feel about them standing up in, yeah, in I, September. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be someone from the NL West yes, right now. That's a, that's a, it's, I, I, I'm feeling confident about NL West, and I'm going to go Dodgers. Is Cody Bellinger ever not high? Did you guys see <laughs> yeah. the video of him at the White House? That was, yes. I love that video. That was so hilarious. He was just blazed it's at the White House. Boy, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> Little League World Series. Is is he like fully like like Ben says back's kind of messed up? He's he's healthy. He's been playing for the past couple weeks. I know he's, he's just, been playing, like, but he's he just hasn't. He's not like yeah, he's he, not MVP he was never lover. a guy, especially his long swing. He was never a guy that's going to hit for high average. He was a guy who was going to play great defense, and he was going to hit you know thirty five to forty homers in a yeah. full season, driving you know how many ever runs hundred plus. Yeah, um, but he was I, like when he won his MVP year, he hit, was it over or close to three hundred? It was around. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was about around three hundred. We were going to see that sustained for his career, and I think that's what people are, you know, getting confused about. He's going to be a guy that's he's going to be a very similar to Javi Baez, where he's going to play great defense. He's going to hit a lot of homers. He's going to swing at a lot of pitches outside of the zone, and he's going to hit slightly over two hundred. <laughs> but you yeah. know what, Mookie Betts turning it on. How about Max Muncy this year, dude? He's been insane. The crazy. He's going to end up in the MVP. Conference. How do they do this? They did it. I mean, not. As much, but they kind of did it with Chris Taylor. Yeah, they turned him into a very good. He's had a really nice year. Well, I think what, almost all star caliber. I think what we see with Muncy is he walks just as good as Yasmani Grandal. Yeah. So he forces guys to throw him strikes, and the thing with Grandal is that Grandal doesn't normally, you know, get too many hits out of guys throwing strikes. He does. There's no. There's like. There's usually a recipe when it comes to hitters. There's no recipe right now to get Max Muncy out. And it's not like he's hot right now. It's He's been doing this for the last year and a half, two years. He is that good. He has, you know, close to 60-some-odd walks. Or no, I think it's closer. It's, it's 61. Now. 61. Okay. But, but, yeah, isn't it isn't it so funny that another Max Muncy just got drafted? Yeah. I think the athletics. The That's so funny. Yeah. Um, but for me, my pick out of the... National League is it's as of right now I have to see a big splash out of one of the teams left. It's I think thinner. I think there's going to be a big team. It may even be out of the NL East. Um, we don't know. I doubt it. But as of right now, I I like San Francisco. I, I know I, I'm going to get shit yeah, on for doing no. I don't. It. I don't hate no. that whatsoever because, like I said, if that pitching is pitching, can win you can can keep you in any race because. Yeah. If that's a team that can win one nothing ball games, and then, then so well, be just it. imagine San Francisco if they go out and get a guy like Joey Gallo. Yeah, that would I, be he'd hit in that ballpark. Extremely dangerous. Yeah, and, and they're they're a team that like is talked about wanting to spend money. Like they offered big big money to Bauer. They've offered. I believe they were in the Bryce Harper conversation. Yeah. So they're they're a team that would not be afraid to make a move like that. Yeah, um, but I I still want to see a big splash out yep. of another team. But I think that's going to do it. Real for quick, this. final thought. Happy retirement to your mean Mercedes. Oh, God. Yeah, retired oh, yes, today. Yes. We have no idea what happened, but your mean Mercedes just retired. Um, and he was doing good in the minors, too, so yeah. I hope he's doing all right. Yeah, I hope he's okay. I hope it's, like, not a permanent thing. I hope he, you know, gets help if he needs it, whatever's going wrong, and maybe makes a comeback. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Best wishes to him. Uh, shout out, um, my boy, Colin Morikawa. Yeah. He just won the British Open. He was, I, I woke up like early as hell, like 8.30 in the morning to watch some of those. Um, oh, he almost just had a walk off in the Cubs game, but he was dominant. He was like, it's the first time he's ever played in it. It's already his second major championship and he's like 22, 23, I think. Yeah, he's he yeah, he's he's on his on his way. It's an up and coming sport. We love golf on this. We podcast. love golf. Um, but that's gonna do it for 
this episode. Um, we're going to try and pump out some more episodes in the next coming week. A, a Especially trade. NBA, yeah. NFL. We're about two or three weeks away from really kicking into NFL. And then college football. That it's, all, it's all starting. Ben hinted at it. Season two of the podcast. It's starting up soon. We can't wait for you guys to come out and listen. And take it easy, boys. We'll see you.